Tell somebody, say, this is church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tell somebody, say, if you don't know, this is church. <laughs> Tell somebody, say, this is church. <laughs> oh, God. This is church. And this is church forever. Blessed is he that knoweth the joyful sound. The sound of the gathering together of the saints unto his people. The gathering together of the saints unto, he, unto him, God Almighty. The gathering of his people unto him. Let us be cognizant of the fact that our gathering is unto the Lord, for unto the Lord shall the gathering of his people be. As it is, it is not just a gathering here that makes the concept of being gathered unto the Lord, we as the body of Christ are gathered unto the Lord as a church. You are a member of the body of Christ. We have this illiteracy. And what is uppermost in your mind is your membership of a particular local assembly or a church like this. Many of you are so conscious of your membership of a church. And your very platonic, plasmodic affiliation or attachment to a local assembly like this takes you off that consciousness of the body of Christ. You're so conscious of your church. You say, my church. Our church is the fastest growing church. Our church is the biggest church on earth. Our church is the wealthiest church. You've forgotten the body of Christ. With Christ as the head. Romans 12 and verse 4. For, we, for as we have many members in one body... And all members have not the same office. So we be many. Are one body in Christ. And everyone members one of another. We are one body. Can you imagine. Being one body with another Christian in another church you hate. There are some churches you hate. You just hate them. You just hate them. You just don't like them. Can you imagine being one body with members of a church you hate in quote because this person is also born again or because these members are born of the same spirit of God. You are bound together with them with the bond of the spirit 
the unity of the spirit. Ephesians 1 verse 3 in the bond of peace. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ. And members in particular. Because of wrong teachings. We are being taught to despise the body of Christ. But to exalt local churches. There are no denominations in the realm of the spirit. There are no church names in the realm of the spirit. Did you hear me? In the kingdom of God, we have segregated and broken up. We have fought ourselves tooth and nail. We have despised people and exalted some. We have called some names. We have tagged them with acronyms that despise their status and positions. We have looked down upon them. We have rated some as rich, some as poor, some as good, some as ugly, some as bad, some as great, some as small. But there is no denominationalism in Christ. You can't break Christ up into churches. You can't. You can't even break Christ up into male and female. Something as fundamental as a gender divide is inapplicable and inappropriate and non-existent in Christianity. Hallelujah. Something as powerful as gender divide. Do you know how, do you know how, how important the gender bifurcation is? Do you know how important? Somebody comes to this church right now. Something that is not worthy of whatever kind of nomenclature, whatever kind of labor, whatever kind of assessment that be given of us, whatever kind of relationship anybody that comes to this church will have, whatever dealings with us, will be based primarily on the gender divide. First and foremost, you don't want to be sure this is a woman, this is a man. When you come in a church and you see a man full grown with nose ring earrings and dreadlocks on his head, you look strange. You say, Who is this man? Where is he from? Is this Mercy Assembly? There used to be a man in this church. He was a BLF member. His name was Philippians. Akeredolu. The man will come to church with a jelly cold hair. He will fry his head in red oil and come to church. And I said to him, How come you have such, such ornament? Peculiar to the feminine gender, he said, it's God-given. God gave me the hair. He was, he was, he was an eyesore in quotes to many people. He would sit and he would find it difficult to find folks sit by his side. He would stand after church and the gaze and the glare and the glee of people's eyes would follow him everywhere he went in church. He became a burden to himself. He said, what do I do? I said, just keep wearing it. It's good for you. Just keep on. Here are the woman in the church. Here are the woman in the man's skin. Good for you. The gender divide is so important that in most forms you have to feel, in things you have to um, talk about, you must put your gender. Are you male or female? Are you male or female? People look at you. No matter, no, you, 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 you step into it, people look at you and they, they consider you. That's the first thing they want to be sure they have been able to discern in you. Are you male or female? 
Sometimes when you are supposed to be in the midst of girls, and you hear a young girl say, Ebeleu. Ah, you look at the person. Is this a disguise? Something as important and as vital as gender. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? When you see a sister and she looks like a brother, you look strange. When kids see men who look like women, they are afraid. When children see men that look like women, they are afraid. Because the gender thing is so important in life, yet it's not important in Christ Jesus. Do you agree with me? For ye all, Galatians 3 and verse 26, are the children of God. How? How? Because you are born an Ijebu person. No. Because God made you at the beginning with mud. No. God's word is clear, very clear on it and explicit and profound and comprehensive and succinct and pellucid and lucid. You are a child of God by faith. Galatians 3 and verse 26 in Christ Jesus. As many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For in Christ Jesus there is neither male nor female. Bond nor free. Christian barbarian. Ye all are one. In Christ is so powerful. You can't segregate on the basis of church. You can't segregate or cause a division on the basis of gender. You can't even segregate on the value of the spiritual. You know many of us say things like I am more powerful than you. My pastor is more powerful than your pastor. I am holier than you. If I curse you in the name of Jesus, you will not recover. My prayers are better and easier and more powerful and more effective in producing results than yours. They, comparing themselves with themselves, and measuring themselves with themselves are not wise. It is foolishness to segregate on any basis in the body of Christ. For ye all are one. Look at your neighbor and say, if you are born again, then I am one with you in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, say, I love you. Because we are one in him. Tell somebody boldly. I love you. Because we are one in him. It will change your outlook completely. It will change our politics in the body of Christ. It will change how we peddle rumors and tell tales of lies about people. It will change how we value ourselves. First Thessalonians 1 verse 8 He therefore that despised despised not man. Be careful when you belittle or speak evil of a Christian brother a Christian sister and there is not that sister or brother in Christ. A Christian or a believer in the very context of which I have just spoken with you. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 19. I have not started preaching. 
This is the way I captivate my audience before I start. It's a trick you must not forget. It's just a way to captivate you. It's a trick. Something just pops in my mind as I step on stage and that captivates my audience and I take them captive for two hours. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. You take them captive for two hours. Revelation 10 and 13 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Revelation 13 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. James 2 and verse 13. He that showeth Judgment without mercy shall receive judgment without mercy and mercy rejoiceth over judgment. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 19. And what is exceeding greatness of his power to us, what who believe? Are you a believer? Are you a believer? You're not sure. I could say, are you a man? You raise your hand. Are you a woman? You raise your hand. I could say, are you a Nigerian? You raise your hand. I could say, are you Buhari looted? Articulated, articulated. Peter will be looted or looted. And you say, yeah, I belong to this partisan political organization. Now I am saying, are you a believer? And you can't answer. You are not spontaneous. You are not proactive. You are not swift. You are not speedy. You are not rapid. Are you a believer? All right. The exceeding greatness of his power is not an exclusive preserve of the pastor it is to you the believer the power you you and you and you and the power yes. you'll be shocked in heaven when you are rewarded badly for underestimation undermining or underutilization of his power. You are underestimating, undermining, underutilizing, underusing, downplaying the power within you. You are looking down upon yourself, therefore making a mockery of the gospel. You are looking down upon yourself, therefore making a mockery of the cross. It looks like Christ died in vain in your life. Christ died in vain in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, I, I think Christ died in vain in your life because you are not making the best of Christ's death. Tell your neighbor, I, I think Christ 
died in vain in your life because you are not making the best of Christ's death and resurrection. You are not, you are not utilizing the power. Sometimes you feel bad when somebody comes and tells you there is a particular application on your phone free of charge you've not been using. Sometimes you feel bad. Somebody tells you you've not been maximizing your car. You've not been using this facility. You've not been using this. You've been begging and, and trying and struggling. This is free. And then you feel bad. But I tell you about the cross and what the cross has provided and you feel unbelieving and doubt laden. Lackluster. You have been underutilized. You are wasting away. You are pining. You are just there. You are not using your physique in Christ. Your bloated image. Your powerful image. Your great grandeur of the spiritual. Your supernaturality is just wasting away. You are just there. What exactly are you doing? The exceeding greatness of his power is not an exclusive recluse of a campground or a church. It is to you and you and you and I who believe. This is not based on me. It's based on what the Bible teaches us. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. This describes the power of eternal life. It speaks of the power of salvation. It speaks of the nature within you. You don't become a believer and then get empowered. Don't mess it up. Don't twist it. Don't get it twisted. You don't become a Christian and then you now have power. Christianity is the empowerment. I'll give you the, the order. Luke 24 and verse 49, but tarry ye here in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Tarry until you are endued with power from on high. Tarry ye here at Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Acts 1 and verse 5, John did verily baptize you with the Holy, with water, but in many days he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Then verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Have you seen the procedure? See the procedure in sequence. Hear the chronology. Hear the sequence. You shall receive enablement or capacity. You shall receive ability, dunamis, power that creates itself like a dynamo. An electric power generator. It generates electric power within a magnetic flux. 
by a mechanical rotation and revolution that comes in a flux of continuous circle. The power within you can never die. It can never wane, falter, dry up, diminish, drain. For which cause we faint not. But though the outward man perish, yet the inward is new by the day. The inward is new by the day. The inward, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 from verse 16 on. The inward is new by the day. Power that creates and self-creates and, and, and creates itself over and over again is at work within you. This is why he says, at Ephesians 3 and verse 20, now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think of him according to his power that is at work within us. Can I boldly say this to you again? I have said in this church, oh, only God knows a number of times. The power of your salvation is beyond prayers. What God did in your life by giving you eternal life is beyond prayers. Your prayers do not add up to salvation. Praying cannot add up to salvation. You are capacitated beyond prayer. The Christian does not pray to add up. The Christian prays because he is complete. Hey, hey, some things just pass you on because you are dull of hearing. Is it? Good. <laughs> hey, you, know, you hear what you said? Because, because he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think of him by his super abundant power at work within us, I am saying that for being saved and possessing eternal life, your prayers don't add up to salvation. And that you are complete in Christ in such a way that you don't need prayers to add up to you because your prayers cannot add up. So, the Christian does not pray because he's inadequate or incapable or incapacitated. The Christian does not pray because he wants more from God. The Christian prays because he's complete in him. How does this sound? The mentality of being improvised spiritually. The mentality of being incomplete. The mentality of being a slave. The mentality of being spiritually malnutrition. Of being a weakling, a beggar. The mentality of being some petite, jokulale jokose, ordinary non-entity. The mentality of being a worm and a no man. The mentality of being the least of the same. 
of being poor in the spirit. The mentality of being very low-rated spiritually. The guise of having spoonful of the anointing. The guise of being a nobody in God's sight. The guise of being a sinner. A sinner. A sinner. The guise of being somebody who is out of place, a wretch. The guise of having one's throat and open sepulchre, tongues of deceit, the poison of asps in our leaves, mouths full of cursing and bitterness, feet swift to shed blood, destruction and mystery in our ways, the way of peace we have never known, and there's no fear of God in our eyes. Very poor, belated, too late, extremely too late. Guys, Romans 3 and verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. What God has cleansed, thou shall not call come on. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 20 which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion every name that is named not only in this world but in the land which is to come and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all. You are a member of the body of Christ. Tell somebody, say, if you are born of the spirit of Christ, then we are one in him. Say it again. If you are born of the spirit of Christ, then we are one in him. Welcome to church. I've been preaching the value of an effective prayer life. The very substance that is admirable in a Christian's relationship with God. And I've just said something which I think should guard your reception of this. Overall, let's have the general belief system or mindset that we are not praying to create a forum of blessing. We are not praying to create a platform of blessing. Let's, let's, let's get it knocked off our religious minds. Jesus is not an open door to blessings. Jesus is God's blessing to humanity. He's not a tool in our hands to get from God. Jesus is the blessing of God himself. Jesus Christ. 
1 John 5 11, this is the record God has given to us eternal life and this life is in his son. He that believeth in his son hath life. He that believeth not abideth in death until now. He says we know 1 John 5 19 that the entire world light in wickedness or in darkness or in the laps of the wicked one but we are of God. 1 John 5 and verse 20 and we know that the son of God is come and that he hath given to us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true in his son Jesus Christ this is the true God this is eternal life Jesus is eternal life There's a serious misconception. We feel that we meet Christ and then struggle to get blessed. So, prayer is a way to, to get blessed. Praying is a channel and an avenue to receive. One reason why prayer, praying, teaching people how to pray and learning how to pray is one of the most important topics in the body of Christ is because we have built around it a referendum of selfishness. We are self-centered about it. It borders around the fringes and the perimeters of getting for oneself, amassing, receiving. We preach more on praying and prayers than we preach any other topic in the body of Christ because it's about us. The chemistry of the human, the anatomy of the human, the biochemistry of the human body, the physiology of the human body. My brother and my sister borders around self-centeredness. Your nerves are self-centered. Your nerves are self-centered. Women who claim to love kids than men. Women who claim to have fathered children apart from their husbands. Can use a day-old child as a human shield against a bullet. Unconsciously. That is, if you fire a bullet or a shot at a woman... She can unconsciously use her dead old baby to block the bullet as a human shield. This is the way the nerves are built. If you are driving and you are about to collide with an oncoming vehicle, you will slam your car away from your side and swerve it to your wife's side. Naturally. She won't say, I die, she leaves. You will slam away and make her die. Then you lay hands on her to be raised from the dead. <laughs> it's just natural. This is the way humans have been made. This is the way they have constitutionally been made. Self-centered. And this is all we think of prayers. As Christians, which do they do more? Bible study? or pray pray as Christians 
What is their significant area of labor? Evangelism or praying? Praying. Ask people who don't come to church. They don't know anything about church. But they pray to the God of the church. Selfishness. Selfishness. Jesus is not a way or a tool that you can use to snatch from God blessedness. Jesus is divine blessedness. Jesus is divine blessedness. When you have met Christ, you have met God. I've explained this to you over and over and over again. The, the concept of Christ's deity should not baffle you. It is not an afterthought of religious theological practice or beliefs. It is not peculiar to mercy assembly. It is not an indoctrination because the pastor does not know much about the Bible. It's Bible reality. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Jesus is a big man. Who know, no, I'm calling him boy. Jesus is a big man. He's a senseless song. What do you mean he's a big man? Where did you get it from? This is God Almighty. This is what he called himself. I'm looking through the Bible. I could I'm going to preach it on Wednesday. I could preach this for three hours. There's no single attribute of God you find under the Old Testament Jesus did not claim to have. You want to do some study on it? Truth, living forever, raising the dead, being miraculous, knowing people's minds, knowing the past from the future, the future from the past. There's no single attribute that we read of God Almighty under the Old Testament that Christ himself did not claim to have in possession naturally. Can I say it again? Study this before Wednesday. I'll preach on it on Wednesday if the Lord permits. If the Lord permits. I may get here and forget I said it. I may get here ready with the message. I come on stage. Something else bubbles within my mind and I preach it. So don't say he has lied again. It's possible. I can just forget. Yes. Why not? I'm just a man like you. I could eat fufu and rice and beans and forget. It's so easy. It's so easy. Hallelujah. I won't beat myself in here. I've forgotten. That's all. And then I go on with life. Yes, I have just forgotten. So easy. I make a mistake. I make progress. So easy. I will just stay on one mistake like forgetting what you said. We're not going to preach. I'll preach it again. Some other. Oh, we'll meet in heaven. I mean, wherever. Are you sure that you're in church? There's no single attribute. We find peculiar to God Almighty under the Old Testament, like being the truth, like living forever, like raising the dead, like being faithful, like being powerful, like knowing the past from the present and the present from the past. Like foretelling which Jesus did not claim to have by nature. (laughs) 
There is not one. I could preach it for long, sincerely. All the attributes of God Almighty we find under the Old Testament, Christ claims to have. The point is not a carpenter's son. Joseph was not his father. By genetic position or status. If Joseph was his father, then he was born in iniquity like every other man. He would not have been just the justifier of the ungodly. If Joseph was Christ's father, Christianity is false. Because to be born to this world is to be born of corruptible seed. The corruptible sperm of Adam. Every child born into this earth by the union of gametes within the homo sapiens is born into iniquity. Your children are born of sin until they are born again. Don't assume. Children cannot make heaven unless they are born again. And don't argue also. Keep your child within the frame of spiritual and supernatural protection till they can understand the gospel, preach at them and ensure they are born again or if they die, they are going to hell. Galatians 1 verse 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Isaiah 9 and from verse 6. He is the Everlasting Father. The story will never be a little boy, super ambitious, trying to be God. The story will always be God Almighty becoming man. Philippians 2 from verse 5. First Timothy 3 from verse, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. God was justified in the spirit. God was seen of angels. God was preached unto the Gentiles. God was received up into glory and believed on in the world. So, meeting Jesus is meeting God Almighty. Imagine what he said. At John 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. There's something that John 14 and verse 6 is saying we have lost. 
He now said, Philip, Philip, Philip. From verse, verse 9. He that had seen me had seen the Father. John 1.18 No man had ascended into heaven. No man, John 3.13 No man had ascended into heaven before. John 1.18 No man had seen the Father at any time. The only begotten Son who is the boss in bosom of Father, he had declared him. Hebrews 1 and verse 3 Who being the brightness of glory, the express image of his person. Philip, when you have seen me, you have seen God Almighty. Revelation 1 and verse 8, he said, I am the first, the last, the beginning and the ending, the Lord God Almighty. You know what he said? John 14, 6. I am the way. Yeah. The way to where? I am the way. Then he says, I am the true way. I am the way. I am the true way. And I am the life in the way. So when you have met me, you have met God. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Would not mean, let me take you to the Father. It means when you have met me, you have met the Father. Now, this does not make him and the Father one person. It just makes them two different people with one essence and purpose and spirit and union. I'm building on this today. The concept of prayer should be seen, realized, and conjectured not as a tool to procure a respite to fill up our inadequacies. It should be seen as a yard or a ground to commemorate and celebrate relationship. May I say this to you? The reason why most of you pray is because you feel inadequate. Something happened some years ago. At the death of the head, the dictatorial head, the very tyrannic and wicked, one of the most wicked rulers Africa ever had, the Nigerian Sani Abacha. He was blood, mocking, letting evil person. Some others are really as bad, but then we talk about him because he is dead. Unless we talk about those who are alive and they come to slay us, preaching the word. So while he is dead, we talk about him. When others die, we talk about them also. But when Abacha died, Nigerians were extremely excited. They said, God killed him. With all sorts of things. Then, I said something preaching. I said, all the 
20 million man march to Lekki from Falomo by redeemed Christian Church of God. The 8 million man march to so and so place by so and so church and this will soon disappear. For once, Christians became drabby and poor praying. Have you noticed that when things get better in your life, your prayer life becomes shoddy? Have you noticed? Have you noticed that while you were a student struggling to leave school, you prayed better than you do now? Have you noticed that adulthood steals the prayer culture? Have you noticed when you get married, you lose spiritual fervor? Have you noticed when you start to work for money and spend money, you stop praying for money somehow because it looks like money is coming and you shift to some other things? Have you noticed that you have built an understanding of relationship on prayers and it is very wrong? It is so wrong, it's like putting the cat, the horse, or the mule ought to drive ahead of the horse. If the cat is a caravan to convey people or goods or possessions, then the horse or the mule or the ox or the donkey ought to be ahead of the car so you can drive it on the wheels and propel it towards a destination. But you make no sense. You exalt and exude and, and, ex, and exude and, and, and show foolishness when you put the caravan, the moon ought to drive ahead of it instead of behind it. It won't ever work. It's like attempting to put your vehicle on your head. Carry the car away, then car move you away. When you build relationship on prayer, you miss it. You ought to understand relationship. Then prayer becomes very easy. Can I explain this? It is just like building a tie with a young girl as a young boy towards marriage on gifts. Imagine somebody who wants to marry you and it's always about give me, give me, give me, take me out, give me, give me, take me out, give me, give me, give me, give me. When he doesn't give you, you are angry, you are sad. You know women are very treacherous. Women are very treacherous. They can't answer. They know. I had a man preaching downstairs sometime. I was just passing through it and the man said this. As a young man, he said women are very treacherous. So what I just said, I didn't say of myself. I'm, I'm quoting somebody. The man said women are very treacherous. If you, had, if you had revolted, I would have said somebody said it. Somebody said it really. It wasn't me. The man said he discovered in his life that some sisters in his church, he's single, will call and not let the call sail through, or quickly caught, 
that we call the flash over and over again then he calls them he's got a good job according to him i wouldn't know what, what where he works maybe he's articulating or buhari luting i wouldn't know and then he will quickly pick the call and say how are you doing sister so and so and she will say how now how is your work god bless you please sir can you send me 1500 naira richard card and he will say ah what an amount why not 200 or 100 or 300 1500 just like that and he will quickly dash to pick this recharge card and send the digits to her one other sister would do the same in the same church and he became the signature of such looting he said the funny thing he discovered was this almost all of them had the same attitudes he will send the digits they won't ever call back then he will call back after some days he will call them and say how are you doing did you get it and say oh i'm sorry i did thank you very much they'll call him to send them digits he will send the digits they won't call to thank him he will call them so that they can thank him and they won't call again till one day they are calling again repeatedly then he tries to call them and they quickly caught then he calls them and he says sir i'm very sorry the one you sent me the last time please can you send me 1500 naira digits ah! women are very treacherous any argument imagine a relationship built on give me give me give me give me give me it won't ever work it will never work and i know that even greedy women sometimes are very careful they are very very stilty and snaky when it comes to things they decide i don't i don't want it i don't i don't really i i don't want i don't i i don't want it thank you i i don't want it no i don't desire so thank you i don't want it you know they want to conceal greed because they know a relationship will never succeed when it's a self-centered one-sided opinionated relationship that is hinged on what i need what i can get from you what i need i'm inadequate i'm incapable i want this i want this i don't care whom you are i don't care how you feel i don't care what you have done i just want i it will never work and this very saddening enough very sadly enough very sad enough is how christians live their lives give me give me we must understand relationship it's the best it is the best ordinarily ordinarily when you explore the frontier of relationship you can get better things than exploring the frontier of getting things beyond relationship ordinarily now we are even saying God has capacitated you the reason why I think it makes sense for you to explore that, that relationship faculty is not so you are trickish 
It's not so you're going to woo his head to do something beyond your needs. We are saying that he already has blessed you. Something has been done. Can I quote a few scriptures? I'll try. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. Why would you put Second Peter 1 and verse 3? He has given. Where would you put it? Ephesians 1 and verse 3, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where would you put it? He said, I send you to the Gentiles, Acts 26 and verse 18, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness unto light, that they will receive forgiveness of sins, and an inheritance and inheritance amongst those who are sanctified by faith in me. He has made us meet Colossians 1.12 to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Acts 20.32 I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. of the grace of life. First, here's Titus 3 verse 6 verse 7. First Peter 3 and verse 7. We are heirs of the grace of life. So, the prayer concept must be relationship because we are complete. You will not have the urge to pray when you don't have this concept. When at the back of your mind you only think that I should pray when I need something. I come full glare again to this fundamental concept. I have had people, friends and well-wishers People who have supported ministry, cash and kind and prayers and all, who have said, Reverend, Reverend, the, the problem I, we have with you is that you always say the Old Testament is done away with. Sounds odd and awful and horrible. Most pastors don't ever say this. Very true. Very, very true. 99% of pastors do not know the Old Testament is done away with. And you would not know if you don't read your book, if you are not literate in the Bible. It takes literacy to know. Since many church leaders are mathematical gurus, they need English to know. And since most of you fail school sat, you don't know. I bagged a C6 which is about 50 over 100 in school side. But it's good enough for me to know 
Many of you back A1, you don't know. Because your A1 was stolen by giraffe. I backed a C6 by sweat. And I know that the Oliver bagged an F9. He doesn't know that the Old Testament is done away with. Listen, what am I, why am I saying this to you? Prayer under the Old Testament was based on needs. On needs. Jesus taught some sample prayers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, on needs. Prayers in the New Testament is based on relationship that has brought completeness. Should I say it again? This is a very, very important concept. You can't ever get it right without this concept. Under the Old Testament, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, forsake their iniquities and wicked ways, seek my face, I, the Lord God, will hear from my holy heaven, answer their prayers, and heal their land. Thou shalt call upon me in the day of trouble, and I, God, will hear you, and answer thee. Psalm 50 from verse 14, and thou shalt give me glory. Second Chronicles 7 from verse 14. Praying under the Old Testament was based on needs. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus taught some aspect of prayers based on needs. In the New Testament, predominantly after Christ's death, prayer is based on relationship in which we are complete in him. So we must, we must come from the mindset and complete first and foremost. You will miss prayer referendum when it's all about your needs. You are inadequate. You are not, you are afraid. Enemies on your prowl, on your trail, on your heels, on your tail, on your boots. Enemies, 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 enemies consciousness. Enemies consciousness. I've been preaching the value of an effective prayer life. I laid a serious emphasis on righteousness understanding. Praying based on whom you are. Whom you are. What you can do for God. Praying based on what God has done for somebody else. Are useless attitudes in prayers. Pray because you are in Christ. preached on Wednesday and on Friday I preached praying senseless prayers I also preached pray without a concerted mind most prayers I hear are not concerted people just pray because they feel they should pray. There are some vital things the Bible teaches about prayers we don't know. 
And there are some very minor, sometimes unimportant things we attack to prayers. For example, many of us believe long prayers are more effective than short prayers, whether they make sense or not. What the Bible describes at Matthew 5 as vain repetitions. Supposing that when you repeat, God will hear. There are some vain repetitions I hear in the body of Christ. Vain repetitions. All my enemies fall. Is this Michael Jackson's breakdown spirit? In Jesus' name. What have you just done? You said CAC, yes. That's CAC for you. I said something at camp. I said, no CAC person shall. Mm, you completed it. You know why? You know why I said such a thing? I've not seen a CAC person who is born again except Toby. Toby Obafemi. He's the only person that we snatched from CAC and got him born again here. Because while Toby was at CAC, Toby was not born again. Toby always said, Oluwa, Igbala, 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 Igbala. That's why Toby works like this. Because he's always praying, Igbala, Igbala, Igbala. Asking for salvation. He's always praying for salvation. You know, I've not seen a CAC except Toby. And Tony and Mary, the two of them, we got them born again out of that church. Or they were going to hell because while they were in the church, they were praying, save, save, save. And it's happening. It's, it's a routine, it's a regimen. It's a religious ritual and relish of a tradition. You come, you attend a CAC church, and for 30 minutes, the pastor is leading you to ask God for salvation. It's senseless. It's not scripture. It's odd. It's unbelieving. It's a mockery of the grace of God. It repudiates salvation. It makes it insignificant. It calls the blood of Christ a vain thing. It's antithetical to Christ. It is anti-Christ to ask God for salvation instead of receiving it. And it goes for every other thing you have in Christ you ask for every day. Like asking for mercy. Most of you ask for mercy voluntarily, involuntarily, consciously, unconsciously, without thinking about it. God have mercy upon us. for me is a senseless prayer for the Christian because you have obtained mercy already. You know, I just said you failed English language. You know, don't 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 forget I said it. So don't argue. Because obtained does not mean shall obtain. You know, I just said you failed. Remember I said you failed. And because you failed, don't argue. If first Peter 2 and verse 10 says obtained, if you argue, you, you, you know I said you failed. You know I said you failed. And you know you failed. So don't argue. You know, Russia, you know I said you failed English language. You know. Jesus, I'm sure you know you failed. Don't argue again. Can I, you know you failed. Okay, you did not fail. You failed. Okay, you failed. I mean, I mean, 
obtained is a past tense. Things like long duration. We attach importance to nines, like some crawly, creepy, spooky creatures. We attach importance to cultic things like stripping ourselves nerd, naked at night. Women are most gruesomely suspect in this dimension. You travel home country. You are leaving the next day from your village, I mean. I mean home country, village. Mommy says, don't tell anybody you are traveling. You talk too much. So anyhow. Tell them you are traveling next week. You are traveling tomorrow. Don't even tell your father. Your father will go and tell his girlfriends. Hey? Don't even tell your father. He's a loose talker. He talks and rubbish. Says giving testimony. Testimony call. There are churches where people are told not to give testimonies. Because a devil could be there who will turn it around for them. Animosity everywhere. Oliver complains regularly of his animosity. Too many enemies around Oliver. Sometimes Oliver doesn't go to class, doesn't attend lectures. He's in town with his friends at Stadium Road drinking by me. He faces an exam, he says it's an enemy. You know, many of us have self-inflicted problems we attribute to enemies. Bro, Lumide is talking about his wife. His wife has issues she attributes, and he knows. Because the way he said, yes, sir, he cannot be himself. Good men don't condemn themselves. When you see a man say, yes, he's talking about his wife. Always, always, without just ask. When a man say, yes, <laughs> because if you were him, he wouldn't talk about like that. Suspicion everywhere. The church is so suspicious of people, even in the church. This small, this small church. You're looking around. Say, there are people in this church who are agents of darkness. In this small church, who hinder prayers. People that hinder prayers. People that can steal prayers. There was a redeemed Christian church of God where the pastor's wife was said to have confessed that in the last six months or thereabout, she had been harvesting people's prayers. It has not gone beyond the roof. This means the pastor's wife is the new God of the church. If the pastor's wife can hinder your prayers, please start praying to her. Stop praying to God. Your God is a weakling. Your God is a weakling. If you are praying, seated in the heavenly places with God in Christ Jesus to God, and the pastor's wife captures your prayers and harvests it and God cannot hear, 
Start praying to her. Stop praying to God. Your God is a weakling. He cannot help you. Oh, Shabo, I'm talking to God and a human being like me hinders it. That's the end. That's the end of that God. A human being like you. He said, but, 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 uh, a demon hindered the prayer of Daniel. Are you Daniel? Daniel prayed from earth into heaven. You are praying from heaven into heaven. It makes sense, doesn't it? There was a man at Luke's Gospel 18. I've got to close soon. Because I started early. Last week I, I took two hours. I don't want to do this today. But I'll play something gently so I can close. Luke 18 and verse 9. He spake a parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. They trusted in themselves. Two men went up into a temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee. I'm not as other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar will not even lift so much his eyes as to heaven, but smote upon his bed, saying, God, be merciful to me, sinner. Verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. Jesus compared two men. He said, one was justified. Now, this does not cheat the new creation. Don't apply Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to the new creation. Jesus was talking before his death. So, we learn from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We don't live under the dictate of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because he came before Jesus died. It's just simple. By compilation, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is New Testament. By covenant, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Old Testament. The New Testament is the Spirit of God in our lives. Started from Acts 2 4. Do you understand this? So simple. How can the New Testament start before Jesus, the operator, and the testament of the New Testament gave his life? The testament. How can? Just simple logic. So, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is not New Testament. By practice. Acts 12. James, the brother of John, was taken. Verse 5. Prayer was made without ceasing. I pray, pray, pray. Let's pray. Let's, let's. Just, just religious sequence. Let's pray. Just pray. 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 Oh, let's. Many of us like to pray long, senseless prayers. When at Acts 12, I explained this on Friday, the man was delivered. You know what he said? They said, You are mad. When somebody said, God has answered our prayers. 
They said, you are mad. For you to think God answered us, you are mad. Ah, why were they praying? Answer call. We are just praying, Sha. Ah, God has answered. You are mad. He said, for you to think that God answered. Just the days of miracles are gone. God doesn't answer anybody. How is your health? How is your health? Ah, I believe God. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. Believe God. How is your health? Look, look, look. A man told me his wife was sick and she's, his, his wife was sick and, and she said to him, believe God. And she, and she began to cry. Do you want to kill me? I know you want my death. I know you want my death. He's talking about his wife. Eh? Yes. When a man says yes, he's talking about his wife. You understand what I'm saying? You know, when the wife says yes, it's the same thing talking about the husband. I said, believe God. Waste life, me. There's no hope believing God. Have you used drugs? Spirit, spirit. Why will I want to believe a lot. Believe you better you better go and use drugs. You better call Kenekwa for a better. Why will you be kudano? No believe God. You waste life alright. You better go and walk. Even revolt on Lenu. I know where I see him. You better go. You, be, you, you, you better don't let them deceive you at Mercy Assembly. Believe God, call. But you pray also, eh? I pray. Uh, doesn't mean I'm not wise now. Am I foolish? Ah. I pray, but hey, Christian to my fanaticism Ah, me, I'm not like all these senseless Christians. Every my pray, pray. My dear, walk, 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 walk. Ah, that's I'm Bro, look, please, please. God is on one side, brain on the other side. What about the word? Oh, let us face reality. Which word? The word of God. I've had. Sure. The word, the word of God. Call. The word of God. But we were praying together. Eh? 
So what? But we have said God is good. So what? You know, many of us combine Christianity with unbelief. And we place them at the front burners. We can switch any unbelief, Christianity, unbelief, Christianity. We are not solely cleaving to God with a purposive heart. Your mind needs to be fully involved here or you won't get much. Are you sure that you came today? Acts of the Apostles and chapter number 11 verse 23. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, <laughs> purpose of heart, God looks at the heart. Is your mind here? You are just uh, praying. James, the brother of John, was killed with the sword of Herod. When he saw he pleased the Jews, he put Peter in prison, thinking that by the next day, which was Easter, he was going to kill him. The angel of God miraculously delivered Peter. Evidently, not based on their prayers. Evidently, the angel of the Lord setting Peter free had nothing to do with their prayers. Maybe they even prayed when James was killed. They prayed James was killed. They prayed in unbelief. Peter was released. It had nothing to do with their prayers. Many times, the way God moves and works in our lives is beyond our prayers. This is why things happen you have not prayed for. Things don't happen you have prayed for. And yet you are not wise. And you think God doesn't answer prayers. There are some things that have happened to you you did not pray for. And yet when you pray and there are no results, you say God is not faithful. There are good things that have happened to you. There are miracles you have seen you never prayed about. So when you pray and things don't come your way, stop complaining, please. God is working in your life beyond your prayers. Your prayers are myopic. Your prayers are narrow. Your prayers are just what you can see and think about. There is more to God and his work in your life by his power at redemption than what your prayers can possibly comprehend or cope with. Go to close. Let's examine some prayers. The most common is prayer for God's blessings. This is the most common. God bless me. It's, it's compound. When people say God bless, it's all involving it. It's a ramification of all good things. God bless me. God bless you. God bless us. The Lord will bless us. God have mercy. God bless us. God cannot bless outside Christ. 
you may never have had this before it's a privilege you have the wonderful valuable priceless invaluable priced opportunity to hear this this morning God cannot bless outside Christ God does not bless outside Christ you can't be blessed apart from Christ So when you are asking for God's blessings, you are asking for Christ. If you are in Christ, then you are blessed already. If you are not in Christ, you don't need God's blessings. You need Jesus. I'm praying for my uncle. Ah, I'm praying for my uncle. My uncle, father, my uncle. Oh God, bless him. Oh God, bless him. What, what are you trying to say? What you are trying to say is that God will enrich him physically. God will favor him, protect him, have mercy upon him. You are wasting your time. There are no such blessings in God outside Christ. Ye are all children of God. How? You know, it's very easy to say we are all children of God. It's very easy. It's very easy. God created us. But God's word is very specific about what it means to be a child of God. It's just scientific and philosophical to say every person on this earth is a child of God. If there is God, after all God made us. But it falls short of Bible literacy. God's word is definite and specific and exclusive about what it means to be a child of God. Don't, don't, don't get it mixed up. Lacking Bible sense or wisdom. I'll try to explain to you now. Galatians 3 and verse 26. For we all are children of God by faith. By faith. In Christ Jesus. What then shall we say? Are we better than they? No. In no wise. For we have before proved. Both Jews and Gentiles. To be under sin. For there is none righteous. No not one. Romans 3, 9, 10. 
been condemned on that sin. He says, this is the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came unto his own. His own received him not. The world knew him not. His own received him not. The world knew him not. His own received him not. The world knew him not. His own, even his own Israel knew him not. But to as many as received him, he gave the right to be called sons of God. If you don't receive Christ, you are not a child of God. Even his own. The world knew him not. His own received him not. The Jews and the Gentiles are all sinners. You must receive him to be a child of God. The assumption that you are a child of God because you are a Nigerian is a very senseless, very unreasonable, very unlettered, uncouth, very mannerless assumption. It is mannerless. It is illiteracy. It is tantamount to unbelief. It is idiocy. It is a lack of wisdom. It is a lack of knowledge. It is errant ignorance. It is, it is stupefying. And that's what many of us assume. We have this, we have this earthly brotherhood mentality. The earthly brotherhood mentality of human religions is antithetical. That is, it's against the thesis of Christ is against the thesis the core message opinion called Christ that's what many of us believe some folks get angry when you say are you a child of God he says eh if I'm not a child of God what am I am I a child of the devil that received him okay maybe I should not ask if you are a child of God can I ask you have you received Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior it's tantamount to asking you are you a child of God because you seem to have enveloped the child of God in the ugly brotherhood syndrome I'm a child of God because I'm a Nigerian God created me you are asking me if I'm a child of God. I'm, who, 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 who made me? I'm a child of God. What are you saying? I'm a child of God. So I'm not saying this. I'm asking from the Bible point of view. I'm not fighting what you are saying. I'm only saying from the Bible point of view. Have you received Christ? And then you say, I don't know Christ. Then you're not born again. Then you don't know God. If you don't know Christ, you don't know God. You cannot know God without Christ. When you know Christ, you know God. If you know God, you don't know Christ. Have you heard this before? You say, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I serve God in my own way. I serve God in my own way. You are wasting your time. Ah, I don't care. Well, maybe you don't care, but if the Bible is anything to go by, 
you are in serious danger you are in a serious risk of an eternal danger truly if the bible is false then maybe what i'm saying is out of place if the bible is true you are in a serious risk of a possible eternal danger because you think you know god and you don't know christ so where do we get it from god bless us just pray for me pray for me pray for god's blessing pray for god's assistance pray pray pray, pray. Eh, 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 eh. just pray for me pray, pray. Ah. oh where's my checkbook Oh, oh God, where's my hey, John? John, bring my checkbook. Let me give you this small check. It's nothing, no, I'm not bribing God. Oh, it's just that, um, it's just that. Let me just let me just let me just give you this 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 small gift so that you can pray for me that even I too can enjoy God's blessing. If we don't try, oh, what can we go make it on you? Me, me, really bad, but you know. Me badu, moko, 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 moja ye niu. Eh, eh, get. Moko, mo, moko, flenjo. Eh, 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 pray for me. I'm a Christian too. Only that, eh, just, just take this, 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 um, 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 Acts eight twenty. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought the gift of God may be purchased with money. This thing is a gift of God. You don't get it any other way except through Christ. You can't buy it. People buy things in the church. People buy prayers. Pastors sell clothing. Pastors sell prayer shawls from Jerusalem. Benihin, John Hagee, Matthew Hagee sell prayer shawls from Jerusalem as, as cheap as $1,000. 360,000 naira. A prayer shawl. Two feet by two feet. A prayer shawl with a Hebraic inscription on it for 360,000 naira. And John, John Hagee says, once you put the prayer shawl, God must answer all prayers. He's on television. Viewed all over the world. And this is what he perpetrates. And nobody is talking. Because they don't know better. They don't know better. So. Nobody argues with him. They don't know better. So why did you call his name? He's not a human being. Jesus is a good person. People call his name. Satan is a bad person. People call his name. So I can call John Hagee's name. Is he Satan or is he God? So don't be afraid when I say somebody's name. It's just, you understand what I'm saying? Prayer sure. A shifal, a horn. A horn to blow certain sounds. People buy for a thousand dollars. Let us see a platform of prayer. A platform of prayer. Let us see a platform of prayer. A platform of prayer. 
let us see a platform of prayer let us see a platform of prayer let us see a platform a platform a platform a platform a platform first john 3 verse 20 for if our heart condemn us god is greater than our heart and knoweth all things in case you have a self-condemnation god is greater than our hearts whether your heart condemn you or not beloved if our heart condemn us not then we have confidence towards god check this in some other translations to be clearer to you verse 22 and whatever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight so what is the criterion what is the criterion here for answered prayers First John 3 and verse 22. What is the criterion? We keep his commandments. Even does it. Even do those things that are present in his sight. So, keeping his commandments is defined. Listen, and listen good. Keeping his commandments is not dissociated from doing things that are pleasing. Keeping his commandments is but trust so he says we keep his commandments even kai substantive rule of bible interpretation so keeping his commandment is the same as doing those things that are pleasing in his sight you can't claim to be doing things that are pleasing in his sight and not be keeping his commandments when you keep his commandments then you are doing those things that are pleasing don't dissociate them. It doesn't make diff it doesn't make sense. Because where would you get doing those things that are pleasing in his sight without keeping his commandments? So it's keeping his commandments, even doing those things that are pleasing in his sight. So that's the platform for prayer. That's the platform. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. It goes a step further to define his commandment. Verse 23. And this is his commandment that we should believe. Eh? You know, someone says, Any person who heeds the call. The cry of the poor, God will have mercy upon him. People that are philanthropic buy God's blessings. There are many people who are not born again who do good. They even build churches. There are people who build churches. Some build mosques. Just like the pillars of Islam. Once you pray five times in a day, 
and you fast once in a year and you give arms and you go to Mecca and you build a mosque if you can you have made heaven in the body of Christ too people build churches they buy pastors things gifts I'm suffering in this church too. some churches every Sunday a pastor you must get something now maybe not just I mean a car another phone I've been using this phone for three years old see oh it's already broken Razan this one is broken oh Razan stop smiling bring another phone next week Sunday 80k iPhone 0 iPhone 0 80k iPhone 80 600k iPhone 0 harmonic 80k people do it they feel that with money with money, say. Imagine if we get to heaven and God sees me who give and Oliver who receives. Who will enter heaven first? Between Oliver and Kenneth, who will enter heaven first? At the gate of heaven. Because every Sunday, Oliver will ask Kenneth. When Kenneth traveled, Oliver said, I should act. I said, Oliver beautiful Kenneth caused it Oliver taxes him every Sunday for money when they get to heaven who will enter heaven first it's just natural when they get to the gate of heaven Angel Gabriel and Angel Michael will stand and say Oliver you know you are not worth the kingdom of God because you are always taxing Kenneth go and call Kenneth Kenne was delayed in rapture. Wait for him. When, because Kenne believed eternal security. So when Kenne joins them, he said, hey, Kenne enter first. And they were like, Kenne, do you wish Oliver to join you? Kenne says, Oliver will tax me in heaven. Leave him out. I mean, it's just logical to think you can buy the gift of God with money. It's just logical. People do things like, if I help others' children, God will help my children. If I hear or hearken to the cry of the poor, when I cry, God will hearken to my voice. It's Old Testament. Listen, give and it shall be given unto you. It's a Bible principle. But you cannot buy the gift of God with money. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy security. You can't buy heaven. You can't buy the Holy Spirit. You can't buy tongues. You can't buy God's blessing. You can't buy God's favor. You can't buy God's power. You can't buy the gift of the Spirit. You cannot buy the new creature. You cannot buy Jesus with your cash. There are two different things the man said. Oh, let's see what he said to him in the book of Acts. Are you still in church? Chapter number 8. But Peter said, Thy money perish with thee because thou has taught the gift of money come and be purchased with money thou has neither part nor lot in this matter for thy heart is not right in the sight of God repent therefore of this thy wickedness you are wicked you are very wicked you are wicked you are wicked to think you can buy the gift of God with money but the pastors have sold this lie pastors have the body language once you give 
God will favor you. God will favor you. I preached in Abuja. Prophet Jedidiah from Abuduguri also preached. Before I preached, he had preached first. He raised money, he said. They were students. They were students. Students with a purpose. They were students. He said they should give 10,000 each. 30 people came forward. He said, wow. I didn't know they would give like this. Hey, students. I didn't know they would give. I would have said 20,000. He said, ah, students. 30 of you are giving. Are you sure? He said, he said, he said my anointing is different too. If you know you cannot give this money, go and sit there. I don't, I don't joke with it. Are you going to give it? They said, yes. Said tomorrow before 10 o'clock. 10,000. He said, okay, let's have orders. Hey, they were going to come. He said, hey, you are rich in this place. Oh. 10,000. Hey, that's 300,000 just now. Hey, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, orders come. Okay, 5,000. Hey, 1,000. He had a crowd. One guy. He was the usher. I can't remember. He had this velvet kind of blue trouser with some expensive loafers. Just walk like this. I was in the front seat, talking in tongues. The guy just came and just handed him the key of his Mercedes Benz 500 SL. Prophet Jediah, he jumped. He said, "What is this?" said my car he jumped he turned in a swear round 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 he said heaven is being troubled right now god is troubling i mean he said he said this man's gift is troubling heaven right now god has no more rest in his throne you mean you are giving this where's the car Where's the car? He says, is it is it is it a clean car? He said, very clean. Where is it? Is it a clean car? What did you call it? Base five hundred. Pastor, do you know it? The man said, is it, is it a clean car? He said, very clean. Said, ah! Thank you, Lord, for the success of this meeting. This meeting is very powerful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this meeting. When I was coming, the Lord said. Your breakthrough is on the way. God said, Jedidiah, you are coming back to Madugure, a millionaire. God said, Jedidiah, I have blessed you in Madugure. Yes. Good gifts speak good things. Good gifts are good. Some years ago, a man called me. He said, where are you? I said, I'm at home. He said, are you sure? I said, I'm there. I said, where are you? He said, well, don't worry. He dropped the phone. I said, what's this guy up to? He comes to my house and knocks. Bam, bam. I said, ah, he just called me. He said, yes, I'm, I'm around. He said, God told me to give you this car. I said, wow. It's great. Ah, so great. I hugged him. I said, okay, let me show you something first in my house. The man said, ah, come and see the car. I said, wait, let's, let, let's discuss this one first. He said, ah, you are not excited. I'm excited. Don't, you will soon I'm excited. Come and see this thing. I showed him something. I went to see the car. Now that's exciting. It was it was good. It was good. It was it was really good. If you give me a car, I will jump. I will jump. But heaven may not jump. 
I will be crazy about it. I don't think heaven will be. And God definitely will not swell in a circumference. First John chapter 3 verse 23 This is commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus and love one another as he gave us commandment. The commandment is to be born again. The commandment to keep for the platform of answered prayers is to be born again. Then we move up. We move up. Within the confines of being born again, there is still a tilt to it. It's a rider, an addition. You see, what is it? An explanation. First John 5 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. His will. His will. Then he defines it within the context. His will. Then he says, if you see a brother sin a sin that leads to his physical death, don't pray. It is appointed unto man once to die after death judgment. But if he sees a sin that does not lead to his death, which is physical death, you can pray for him. There is the will of God involved. The platform is keeping his commandments, which is being born again. The rider is his will within the confines of salvation. Stand to your feet. I'll continue on Wednesday. Love him. Lord him. Lift your hands and worship him. Just play gently, just play gently. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, Lord. We worship. You're worthy. You are worthy to be praised. You are Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha.
worship you, Lord. Worship you. 